all have distinctly different personalities and we all kind of go in different directions at times. But like in the end, the core is that we were friends to start before we even got together. So that's always like the thread that like takes us through all the bumps and all the, all the questioning, like, are we doing this right? You know, we're 12 years in, I still feel like we're a startup. Hey, thanks for tuning in. This is Getting Personal with Designers. My name is Tamir Schuster from Precise, and today I'm talking to John Winbury, Adam Winaselia, and Jeffrey Ramirez from The Up Studio. The Up Studio is an architecture, interior, and a brand design firm, which was established back in 2010. Together, the three of them have over 50 years of experience and during their 12 years of operation have won many awards, such as the Archie Award, AAA Award, Builder's Choice Award, and so much more. On top of all of that, they're just a fun group of people to talk to. So it's going to be a good one. Let's get started. All right, so we're just diving into the conversation. John, maybe the first question that we all have in mind, why have you decided to become an architect? Samir, thank you. Thank you for having uh, the Up Studio. It's very kind to have us on here. So um, my story is a winding story. Uh, so I'll give you a really abbreviated version. Um, but so essentially in high school, um, technology was changing in architecture. And um, I was able to kind of take a bunch of classes about tech and kind of how that was going to change architecture. And it was just about like CAD and all those like programs that were coming into play. Um, so I was like in the mid 90s. Um, and but I didn't know if I wanted to go to school to be an architect. I didn't know anything about design at all. Um, I didn't have like any like magical theory that like, I wanted to do this. Uh, I was actually more nervous to like go endeavor on something to spend my entire career if I didn't actually love it. Um, so out of high school, I did not go to school right off the bat. I actually got um, through a friend placed at a small firm uh, and I just wanted to understand kind of like how firms worked and like what that was about. Uh, Adam was actually working at that firm um, early on at the time. Uh, and what happened was Adam was going to school for architecture and occasionally he would come in with these little models. Um, and if you know anything about like architecture school, those models early on are like little pieces of art, essentially. They're just like fundamentals about like what space is and stuff. And I was just like, what? It, you know, I just had no understanding of that world. And I was really intrigued, but like, you know, it was like a little kind of breadcrumb in the back of my head of like, oh, this is kind of interesting. And then a couple of months later, uh, there was a very famous house by the studio that we were working in. Uh, it was designed by Richard Meyer uh, and it was being renovated. And we decided to sneak into the house. Nice. Um, All right. Yeah. And that's uh, a great start. I remember actually we went in and the contractor was like such a like he was definitely like busting us like like we said we were the architects and he was like you're 19 like what are you talking about um and but he let us in which was like such a generous thing for him to do he was, and he was very accommodating yeah i mean nice he did not have to do that at all and i remember i don't know if we like split up. i just remember i think about this moment like a lot through the last like 20 years but like um the house was designed so differently and it was essentially a sense of a series of levels and there was no stairs it was all ramps and it was just something so different than anything i've ever experienced and i was walking on one of the ramps and this like sun was pouring through into this like volume and it all just like coalesced for me that like someone created this someone thought about my path through the house and it just 
blew my mind. And like, almost like overnight, I was like, I want to dedicate my entire life to trying to do that. Um, Thank God the contractor let you in. That's it. Yeah. Without that, I mean, I, I was definitely fledgling. I was not like, this is my path. And then that experience did it. So well, I don't even remember that guy's name, but he was amazing. And if he didn't do it, like who even knows? But like that changed me a hundred percent. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. And Adam, similar story or? Uh, no, uh, very different. Actually, <laughs> I've kind of known that I was going to do this since I was a kid. Uh, it's uh, when I was 12 or 13, my best friend at the time, we had this like plan. I was going to be an architect and live in the city and he was going to be a professional baseball player and live in the city <laughs> and we were going to be best friends forever. Okay. And while I have lost contact with that friend, <laughs> uh, I've managed to fulfill the other two parts of that dream. Um, I've never considered anything else. Interesting. Okay. Is, it, is he a professional yeah. baseball player? He is not a professional baseball player. <laughs> that is, a, that is okay. a sad turn of events right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. At least you held your part of the deal. It's good to know. Um, you mentioned you walking into the space, you saw it for the first time, you kind of knew that, okay, this is um, come to Jesus moment, this is what I'm going to do now yeah. for the rest of my life. Um, but what still inspires you, you know, till this day when you're thinking about work? This is going to sound very cliched, but uh, I find nature to be incredibly inspirational. Uh, growing up in the Northeast, we have access to the forest upstate. Uh, I love to camp. I love to hike. Um, I find that to be a really inspirational place. Um, there's one little story I can share. My wife and I went camping upstate. This is a few years ago. And uh, it was later in the day, and we took a hike up mountain. Short hike, not, not, nothing grueling. And um, got up enjoyed the view, shared the view with a bunch of college kids, kind of rolled our eyes, made our ways back down the hill, or the mountain, I should say. And uh, as we were coming down, it was later in the day, the trees, I'm going to use my hands, sorry, you can't see this, <laughs> the trees were spaced just right, and the sun was filtering through the trees at just this perfect angle, and it created this sort of hazy glow through the forest, and it was quite striking and that moment has stuck with me it's something I think about often when I'm designing a house or working on a project that's cool um, mentioned where you two started but Jeff how did you fit in and where is it all uh, sure. really started yeah uh, so I met John and Adam when they were both uh, they've both been working for this other practice for years uh, and they were both getting close to getting licensed uh, and looking to start their own practices uh, my background's in communication and graphic design, uh, so we had been introduced from mutual friends, uh, and they were both looking to just brand their own practices, you know. They, they essentially came to me because they wanted a logo. Um, and I just got really excited about this idea. I, I, was, I loved the work and the concepts that they were doing, but I really hated the way that they were presenting their ideas. Uh, and I remember saying specifically to John, like, no one has any idea what you're talking about. Like, no one went to the flag school. <laughs> if you have a hundred diagrams and renderings and vignettes on a 24 by 36 board and you show up, I have no idea what to look at. Um, and that conversation kind of just led into, you know, maybe there's a larger conversation to have. Um, you know, at first it started with how do we, how do we just sign up work? How do we get projects in the ground? Um, and now it has moved into more of like a, you know, how do we talk about architecture after it's built and how do we document a project while it's being built and all that kind of stuff. 
do you remember your first project together? Oh, I sure do. The three of you? Um, well, two, so there's two good stories that come to mind. Um, one was, uh, so the, this, the firm that I had been working at previously had a, a heavy focus on motion graphics. Um, and I guess I had shown John and Adam some of that work because I remember John calling me and saying, I have a, a major renovation project I need to pitch in two days. Uh, let's make a video. Which is, you know, when you have no content yet, that's a very rational timeline to, uh, to create a full video. I stand by that timeline. <laughs> I mean, it still happens to this day quite often. Um, but so yeah, it just became a thing where it was like, okay, it's go time. And uh, with very little sleep, we, uh, John and Adam were making, you know, uh, renderings is a generous word for them, not a sketch up. Uh, I, I, I just really thrown a lot of jabs with them. I like it. <laughs> I remember going to the site with a with a really bad digital camera and taking some video that we yeah. then interspliced the SketchUp model onto a video. Uh, we made a logo for the project and animated it, and we made some some diagrams about the initial concepts. Um, and that really had that really like was the catalyst for what ultimately became the studio. Uh, but I distinctly remember John calling us after that meeting um, and just at the top of his lungs, very sleep deprived, uh, yelling that like they're actually going to build this thing, we're going <laughs> to yeah. get a project I was the ground. screaming. <laughs> I like, remember leaving that meeting and it was like the first time we had tried for so many years to get clients to buy in and no one would ever like take the leap and they just 100% and again, you know, Jeff is, is very kind with that and about the board being a, a thousand things but like he taught us instantly that like what are we trying to say? Like I you know Adam and I went to school where it was like this warrior mentality essentially of like you pull all nighters. This is architecture yeah. school. You pull all nighters. You do all this work and you show all of your work to the professor, almost as like you're proving to them that you are worthy in this. And no one ever teaches you that like when you're in the real world. Clients don't, one, they don't care at all. And two, they don't know what you're talking about. You're not like focusing the conversation. And as soon as Jeff like kind of really talked about that to us, it was like so clear that like, what are we doing? Like, why are we showing these clients 80 iterations about something that they don't even understand what's happening? So he was really, really integral to us about clarity is key, like focus the conversation in, the, in what you want the client to approve. And they bought it and I like like screaming at the top of my lungs that we're going to get this thing built. And I was just like beside myself, like that this actually, like it happened. It was like the, the time that it happened. All yeah, right, cool. th that's the moment. And then we're fast forwarding 12 years, right? To this day. Sure. Um, and somehow you're still friends after everything you've been through. <laughs> What's the secret sauce of keeping it, you know, together as friends, but also as business partners? You know, so I've listened to a couple of the other uh, pods that you've done. And to me, being a partner in life and then being a partner in business, like that's, that to me is like the holy grail. Like that is unbelievable that you're able to like kind of thread that. Um, but for us, I mean, again, to your point, it's 12 years or there are a million arguments that, that happen in here. But in the end, it's like we all got together early on because we were like-minded in 
whether it was like the music that we liked or just kind of the understanding we all have distinctly different personalities and we all kind of go in different directions at times but like in the end the core is that we were friends to start before we even got together so that's always like the thread that like takes us through all the bumps and all the all the questioning like are we doing this right you know we're 12 years in i still feel like we're a startup like what is like how is this so like all that stuff is there but um, and also as you get older, like we all have different lives. I mean, then we were all single and just like, you know, there was no <laughs> distinction. It was like you worked and then we partied and then we worked and then we partied. Like there was no, you know, but now we're all married and, you know, some of us have kids. Oh, you're it's so like sad. That's boring. That's boring. Let's talk boring. about those days. All yeah. right. Listen, we're shenanigans then. <laughs> By the way, all three of us are like... Are a couple of a couple of days apart in our birthdays. Nice. Um, so like we would have these like blowout celebrations, which by the way, it, as an you HR, should, you thing, should still do it. As an right? HR, these right? were like business, business dev like yeah. opportunities. We were like, yeah, let's let's yeah. go. Just inviting our friends out to a bar. Yeah, that was business. And just paying for them. We thought we like made it because we paid the bill. Uh, oh god, yeah. So again, I, I don't know if there's a secret sauce. I mean, I think, again, when when it comes down to it, that thread of being friends before we started as partners, I think, is always going to push us through any of the bumps that happen. Um, and again, I don't think there's anything special. It's just like, we all kind of think similar in some things, and that really helps Maybe us. that's the special thing. John, know, John gave a speech at my wedding comparing being a business partner to being married. <laughs> and he So all of that give and take and push and pull that it requires to be a good spouse is the same things required to be a good business partner. What's the thesis? I had, it was, he had to it amend was, it slightly because yeah. last minute uh, nieces and nephews in the crowd. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's good to know. Um, so you build it, pull the all-nighters, went to the bar and got apparently clients somehow. Um, oh, it didn't work. But, oh, <laughs> this tactic didn't work. I'm glad you changed it, by the way. Yeah. What was the real challenging part of just building it, Adam, or Jeff. Yeah, I'll, I'll take it. Um, I think uh, the thing that there, I, I forget who originally said it, um, but there's a quote that, that we've always had in the back of our head, uh, that designing, the biggest project a design studio will ever have is designing their studio. Um, and it, it really rings true all the time, because you know we went to school for design. We had no idea what was, going to happen when a business started growing yeah. so you know the things like client happiness and hiring and onboarding and proposals and marketing and task delegation and those kind of things that when you're you know freelancing by yourself in your apartment are not things that you're thinking you'll ever have to figure out systems for you know 10 20 people to be utilizing at the same time so um those are things that it's, I mean, it's a constant learning experience. We certainly have not uh, nailed all of those things, um, but it has become uh, some of the things that, that when they do pay off, uh, do feel like some of the most rewarding things. It really does feel like a design challenge and when it like clicks and you can see that the team is working more efficiently or more productively or happier or the client is happier um, because of one of those systems, it really, it's really rewarding. Do you still see those challenges every day, though? Oh, yeah, every day. I will say, I think uh, we have gotten a little bit better at foreseeing those challenges uh, and less, uh, less when the building's burning down or are we putting out the fire, uh, hopefully. Um, but 
yes, we still there's still plenty of holes that you know need to be filled or systems that need to be rethought that we came up with five years ago and maybe aren't the best that they can be. Uh, yeah. Okay. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I think we're constantly trying to get better uh, as a, as a team, but uh, yeah, it's been bumpy. Let's be honest. <laughs> it's been bumpy. But I mean, like. It's crazy. I mean, the three of us had no idea we'd be able to be where we are. Uh, and we see really exciting things happening uh, right now and in the future. So, like, it's been worth it. But, um, yeah, it's been there's been tons of challenges, but we're excited where it is. And also just getting the work. I mean, that first project we did together didn't lead to an avalanche of new work. Yeah. It's, a, it's a long time building a portfolio and getting clients to trust you and getting people to appreciate the work that you're doing and then getting them to buy in it's and true. then ultimately pay you to do that work. Yeah, it's true. Uh, all of those years, multiple projects being completed, multiple projects are in design or in construction. Which one of those, if we will go to the Up Studio website, which one of those really represents the office ideology? Yeah, um, I mean, we're really excited. There's about four or five projects that are about to go in the ground or... Um, or have been, you know, through the approval process that we're waiting uh, to start that we think is going to be this kind of next step for us. But the one that we have built, um, at least for me, Harbor Hideaway, it's the first thing that you see on our site. It's won the most awards. It's talked about the most uh, amongst people reaching out to us, press and stuff like that. Um, and it was just a, it's just like a really simple kind of idea of, of building a family home for uh, a couple and doing something that reacts to the site and follows the path of the sun and takes advantage of view sheds on the roof and so we occupy it and just like little things like that that are things that we've talked about for many years so it's really like always been this really special project one that we got it built and it actually like held up and it's um, again it's still continuously getting press requests and stuff which we love it was an interesting one because a lot of times Jeff sometimes doesn't get to work on if it's like a like a family it's kind of difficult to find like he he essentially curates the entire language that they see uh in the design process so like all the presentations and stuff and they feel really really comfortable with that but he doesn't have a lot of interaction with it but on this one was really interesting because then towards the end the client had to sell that property and he was able to put together a whole brand package which related back to the architecture in a really special way uh, so it's really like this all-encompassing project. We have the most collateral with that one. We have, you know, yeah, it's just a really fun one. It's one, and again, it's like the start now. I think there are a couple that are that are about to go that will probably become the new cornerstones for us. But that one for right now is, is definitely one that's. Near. So the way that you're working is very unique, right? In the way that you split the work with Adam, and then Jeff comes on board. Um, and how do you make sure there's no tackles in between when it comes to work do you work simultaneously together or you know where each and every one of you clicks into the project uh, I would say it's it's taken us probably a decade to get to the <laughs> point where we can pretty confidently know when each of us clicks into the project as you, as you put it um, it's you know architects have egos um, so there's a lot of push and pull there but um, over the course of the last few years especially I think we've managed to find a groove that works well for us in developing a project I think um, you know, to my point earlier about some of those challenges of, of running a studio and 
you know, none of us came from a larger studio that had a really clear hierarchy. Um, so when we started, you know, we were young. We we thought we were like this young, hip, cool thing, and we were going to have no hierarchy in the studio, and we were just going to all be really passionate about design. And then all of a sudden, the team starts growing, and you realize. I want to say quickly, but it, sadly, it took a little bit longer to realize that, that it should have. But you realize people don't know who to ask questions, right? If 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 roles haven't yeah. been like clearly established, if we haven't created a you know a timeline of who's working on what and and when they're jumping in and uh, you know client expectations and all this stuff, if if there's not like that clear structure, uh, then people were like floundering. There was people were double working yeah. or there was things that weren't getting worked on. Um, and so, yeah, like to Adam's point, it's definitely taken a decade to, to get past some of that stuff and be like, okay, here's, here's everyone's roles and here's, you know, here's maybe our studio is a little bit uh, different in our, in our method, but like here's our, our process and how our team goes through a project from day one. I'll continue with you, Jeff. Sure. Um, we talked a lot about challenges, but what do you like about having an art you know, the practice, an architectural practice? Um, I think it's just got to be that that first moment of, of walking into a completed project or, or watching the families that we designed for or the team that's been spending years on this project, you know, marvel in their work for the first time is, is such a rewarding payoff. Um, again, because my background is in graphic and communication design, I was used to one month, two month long projects before I started this. Yeah. So it was a challenge <laughs> for me to get over my impatience. Of, to get the reward. Yeah. You don't Why get it after a month. And so as, as frustrating as that can still be sometimes to just be like, I, wanna, I want this project done, um, you know, it, it's really, really rewarding to get to watch people walk through that space for the first time finished. John, if you could collaborate with anyone in the world, who would it be? Mm. It could be a client, it could be a vendor, it could be a sub-consultant. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we talk a lot, of, so we have a ton of consultants on every one of our projects, and there's a um, there's a landscape architect out in, out east on Long Island, called uh, LaGuardia uh, Landscape Architecture, and, which I think it's LaGuardia Design Group. Oh, LaGuardia, LaGuardia Design Group, and it they just, they have, um, they're working on stuff that is just stuff that we want to be a part of and, and we think could really kind of elevate the architecture that we're working on. So that type of thing, I think, is something that we're always interested in. Um, and then just like, I mean, we're all huge like music people. And I think, um, you know, if there was an artist that a couple of us liked and like we got to like collaborate on a space together, I think it's... Name it. Um, well, uh, David, uh, I mean, David Byrne is like one of those ones where he's like Not the first music and okay. I know, it's, a, uh, okay. it's a popular yeah. one, but like he's music and art and architecture. It's just like, that's a really interesting yeah. thing. Um, and has this incredible ability to think about how bodies interact with space. Yeah. I think yeah. that would be, he would be a fun project. I think it would be really difficult if I could speak on. I'm because, already like, we're, nervous about how that <laughs> We're very controlling, so like I do think that's a little difficult, but it would be great. It would be fun to check out. All right, we'll pick up the phone. Make we'll, sure it, come on. We'll come make on. sure it happens. Um, Adam, um, outside of New York, a lot of your projects are in New York, 
um, or in the area. Um, is there a specific place, could be in the U.S. or in the world, that you still want to have your mark on? John and I both share the same answer on this one. It's definitely to do a house in the desert. Okay. Um, Southwest would be fine. Doesn't have to be. Jeff, do you want to do a house in the desert? Yeah, that's gonna be All right, we're all in. I love it. Um, they're just—it's such a unique place. There's such unique challenges. It's so different from where we are here um, in terms of building needs that it just would be a really fun, challenging endeavor for us. Okay. All right. Specific place, or just desert in general? Desert in general, but we had a friend that lived out in Joshua Tree, California, yeah. and he brought us out there uh, to look at a couple properties to de uh, potentially develop on, and um, that's, we'd always had this like uh, pictorial from books and stuff, sort of yearning to design in the desert, but then actually being in the place and feeling it and seeing it, smelling it, 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 it kind of upped the ante for us. Interesting. You talked a lot about nature and how it inspires you and how it all came about. Um, but what do you think is the role of the modern architect these days? I mean, that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, I mean, the simple answer, the profession hasn't really changed since it began. It's always been to create beautiful spaces for people to occupy, to enhance their everyday lives, uh, to build in... Uh, harmony with and not in opposition to the environment, to use local materials, to respond to the climate, seasons, things like that. I, I you know, we could get into a broader discussion about the, our current the, times. Yeah, the question if COVID and climate change changed the way you see your role as an architect. We're gonna be able to edit out this, this, dead, air, this dead air. I, I, mean, I, the, I don't know if I want to now. Just, <laughs> we should keep it. It's great. I mean, because I think it's such a challenging question. Yeah. It's not like an easy one. And the reality is, I mean, it has to affect us because it's just the nature of we're all living through this right now, and yeah. we're all experiencing it day to day. So it's become very prevalent. But to Adam's point, I mean, it should have been with us. Pre, I mean, COVID you know, aside, just climate change in yeah. general, like the idea of having the architecture react to its local condition is what everyone is taught on day one. And, and we definitely, you lose sight of that a lot of times, it's just the nature of kind of running a business or, or just the, the growth of urban development and stuff. But, you know, it's there and we need to address it. That's, you know, very clear and be very smart about it. So I think we don't know the full extent of COVID just yet, but um, if you could have guessed, Jeff, how COVID is going to affect what you do on your day-to-day, -day? besides, again, the general office, more about the industry. Um, yeah, I think the one thing that, and, and we, I think we had done a pretty decent job at, at planning for this ahead of time, um, but I just think it's really unrealistic for the industry to think that anyone is ever going to come back to commuting to a studio every single day. Um, I don't necessarily think that we've figured it out and gotten over all the speed bumps yet, but I do think at the at the end of that tunnel, there's a really exciting opportunity where you know it might open us up to be able to work you know with you know families and projects uh, across the world, or open our hiring pool to you know people that may or may not have been in New York, yeah. or been able to get a foot in the door in New York. Um, 
so I do think there's there's a lot of positive stuff that can come from a I think it'll always have to be a hybrid remote yeah. work situation but some kind of remote work for sure right. okay there's a lot of potential in obviously every every challenge and crisis mm-hmm. um, Adam what do you miss most about pre-covid life uh, the snarky answer is not having to think about covid <laughs> um, not wearing a mask on the subway um, <laughs> I'm just not having to think about it. Okay. All right. That, that's an honest question, you see. Um, actually, I buy that. Yeah. Um, you all have kids. Would you want them or see them, John, Adam, follow your footstep to become an architect? Well, so uh, I have a slightly unique situation where my wife is also an architect. She works at a large firm in the city. Yeah. Uh, so we are talking about architecture in our household a tremendous amount of time uh, and our daughter is four and a half and she just did a um, like a move up ceremony uh, and they asked the kids what they wanted to be we didn't know what the answer was and she said to the group that she wants to be an architect uh, at which we're totally down like, <laughs> let her take the journey like it's It's bumpy and I'll give her some of the behind the scenes but if she wants to go there like let her go she will talk to Uncle Adam uh, who might have a slightly different uh, take on it but I'm down like whatever they want to do like if she wants to do it great if not it's all it's all good she could take over actually you know what she could do I'd have to talk to my two partners but she may be able to like intern at some point. We, and we don't want like nepotism and that whole thing to come into play, but I don't know. There's a potential there. It's a tough interview process. <laughs> we'll see if we're gonna get it um, I, I mean, I have a daughter too. She's just about John's daughter's age, a little bit younger. Um, I mean, whatever she wants to do, I would never push that on her. Um, John and I's uh, first boss together, he had a, a great line that architecture is um, architecture is a hobby it's not really a job it's something you do because you love it's not something you do because you're gonna make a lot of money doing it um, so I, that's always stuck with me um, and now that you're sort of living it I, I would never you know push it on her but if she wants to you know show her the ropes okay so we'll know in like 12 13 years all right right we're gonna come back we're gonna do a follow-up I like you know that. on that I, I like a good follow-up <laughs> I do like a good follow-up I don't know if a podcast will be a thing by then, but we'll see. All right. On to the lightning round. How about that? All right. Done with professional questions, only to get you guys to, to know you a bit better. Um, Adam, if you could have had any superpower in the world, what would it be? Uh, to fly. I don't know. It'd just be cool. All right. That's easy. Yeah. You want to you take a pic too? No. I don't, no. I don't. Yeah. I mean, flying sounds pretty amazing. Although I think we're going to be there in a couple of years. Right? Yeah. Like there's going to be some suits. Well, flying without a jetpack. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, that is a superpower. My God. That's what we're talking about here, all right. John. All right. Jeff, flying too? Yeah, sure. Let's go. Uh, okay, easy. Wow. All right. <laughs> flying it is. Um, all right. That's an interesting one. And I know you've been preparing for it. But if a movie would be made on the Up Studio, let us know what will be the title of it. And if you can then, as a follow-up, who's going to play your roles? Three Amigos. That is literally <laughs> the name of the movie. And that movie is a document on our lives anyway. So it would be Three Amigos for sure. 
uh, and the cast that was in there would be playing us. So John would be Steve Martin. Uh, yeah, is Chevy Chase? It's Chevy Chase, Chevy Steve, Chase Martin. Steve Martin, and uh, Martin Shore. Yeah, I mean, I could, I would probably be Chevy Chase. All right, and I guess I'll, I don't care. I'll be one of the other two. <laughs> All right, casting is done. Then. Nice. All right. Yeah, um, Jeff, if you could have had dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be? Don't say David Byrne. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I won't give you two. I'll give you one. Um, there's a director named Mark Duplass uh, who has uh, made a career basically out of uh, not stopping when people have told him no um, and has seemingly... Anything that's been in his head, he's figured out a way to make, whether that meant it was the most low-budget version possible. Um, but I just have always appreciated that scrappy nature, um, and it seems like he's now doing that for another wave of, of young directors and putting people in a position where you know they can learn from that. And, I don't know. It's really inspiring that this whole catalog of art that wouldn't have otherwise existed because of money or an executive's opinion or something now exists because of that you know, like DIY ethos yeah. Yeah. <coughs> that was a good answer Jeff thanks man I did not that was a good one for sure yeah you know let, let, let the audience you know I mean yeah let I guess the audience has to decide but, but yeah. Um, yeah, for sure do you, <laughs> click do the link below yeah <laughs> do you want to get a pick too John uh I mean mine's really I, I can't say you're your wife Okay, that's no, not a lot. I'm allowed. not going to say. I, okay. I have dinner with her every night. Okay. She's great, but she doesn't need another dinner. Uh, I would say Obama. Like, All I right. just, there's something about the way that he spoke about hope that was just so, it feels like 400 years ago from today. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I would be really intrigued with kind of hanging out with him. He's really funny, too. Uh, like, yeah. he's like really sharp and really quick. So I, I, I think I'd get a kick out of that. You just want to make Obama laugh? If I could make Obama laugh, I'd feel really sure. Oh, it's, yeah. I think it's going to be easy. All right, that's, that's very kind. Um, Adam? I didn't prep for this one. I know. I don't know. That's the fun thing about it. Um, God, I don't know. All right, you can say your wife. <laughs> My wife. All right. Now, I'll, I'll All do, right. Uh, let's do Tom York. Okay. I, I've loved Radiohead for a very long time. All right. Uh, he'd be an interesting guy to sit and pick his brain for a little bit about his process. Okay, that's cool. All right. Um, down to the last one. All right. Jeff, if you weren't part of this practice, what have you been doing right now? Wait, wait hold on. I don't want to stop us here, but can we, can we do like a dating thing? Like Ooh. where we guess? Ooh. Because I was like, I was thinking about what both of their, we've been with them yeah. for so long. All right. Right? Okay. So, that's going right, to so that's gonna be interesting. You have to guess what Jeff is before you say it. Well, you got do you it. Wanna, you I would say either like... Jeff's really interested in the connection of humans. Okay. Like he's obsessed with that. So I would say either like community organizer and some like thing, or like even like a psychologist or psychology. I Interesting. think like you, that strikes me as something that you would be good at. Don't give us your answer Don't just give an yet. Answer. Okay. Am I guessing for Jeff? Yeah, now? I guess for yeah. Jeff. Um, this is fun for me. <laughs> I mean, we're all gonna do it. Uh, let me think about that. Maybe an illustrator. That's too closely aligned to what he's doing now. Um, I could see him teaching. I could see him being like a, a, an art teacher or, or a graphic design teacher, and I could see him teaching younger kids too. 
I don't know why, but I can. Drum roll. Uh, I think the thing that that I think about the most often as a thing that I could also be doing is, but it's, it is relatively similar to what what I've grown to do here. And it's, it's this idea of like, here I'm taking these big architectural concepts and trying to distill them into a really approachable, understandable visual language. Um, I would love to do that for something that is a little bit more, uh, has a larger impact on the larger part of society. So whether that's uh, you know, something political or something about climate science where I could be taking these really long-term big problems and bringing them into something that is a little bit more digestible. Uh, I think if you're think mixing, the, you're mixing the two. Of you, I could getting very close. Yeah. yeah. The day-to-day, -day I think, would be less fun, but the reward in the end uh, seems like yeah. it would pay off. All right, Jeff, take a pick. All right, so John is absolutely uh, still still trying to make his way through stand-up. He's, he's got, I think, uh, it's like 15 years before you can do it. I was going to say uh, podcast host. Oh. Hey. Exactly. Making oh, his nice. way through stand-up. Yeah. And that's has to give it to podcast <laughs> Eventually I'll get there. I would, my answer was stand-up. That was my, nice. yeah, that's what I would want to do. 100%. Oh, that's cool. Let's yeah. do it together. All right. Well, it seems like, uh, you know, it's a stand-up. It's a solo thing. Yeah, we can, <laughs> we can take Let's the, be a duo. Come on. We can take the path together. Oh, all right. Now, but that's fine. All right. Yeah. Now it's a challenge. All right. We'll see you. I'll, I'll see you there. We'll see you. Well, we'll open mics. We'll, okay. We'll more like a prop guy. <laughs> all right. Um, so we have to guess Adam. Jeff, yeah. guess Adam. Uh, Adam would be a um, behind-the-scenes, like, Moneyball, baseball, mm. uh, what are the terms there? Executive. Like, analyst. Analyst or, or coach or... Huh, that's interesting. Data-driven data sports Ooh. science. Interesting. Mm. I was going to say Adam uh, would be, uh, like, a, an artist, like, a, but like you know, uh, like a painter, and just, like, in a studio with a canvas and just doing it. All right, I'm taking guess two. And I'll say tour guide. Ooh, tour guide? Yeah. I would definitely not be a tour guide. <laughs> I, I, I can see it. I can see it, Adam. Really? Don't, don't say no. Wow. Don't say no. Tour guide? Yeah, I can, I can, I can on the double-decker red buses around <laughs> yeah. Manhattan. You see, I had a different vision. I would say a tour guide, you know, guide through, you know, hikes, you know, taking for the oh. mountain, explaining about, you know, oh. type of trees that we have out there, you know. So more not the double-decker no. red bus. <laughs> that actually is, is, if we could do, like, like field trips with oh, the Oh, you team. can't take my answer now. No, no, no I'm saying it's a good answer, Tamir. Right. Thanks. It's a strong answer. Uh, I would say John's probably the closest to right. I... Like I said, I've kind of always known that I was going to be an architect, but I did have a brief two-year period where I didn't want to be caged in by straight lines and corners, and I thought I was going to do fine art instead because that was more free. And then I very quickly found my way back to architecture. <laughs> cool. All right. I guess you won because you got like... Almost two out of two. I mean, I know them very... We, we've known each other for... Oh, too well, you can tell. Months. Now you can tell. Yeah, we're deep in... The Guys, it was extremely fun. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening. This time we got personal with John Winbury, Adam Winaselia, and Jeffrey Ramirez from The Up Studio. To learn more about the studio's work, check out their website and social media. Stay tuned for future episodes of Getting Personal with Designers. And if you can't wait, check out our previous episodes. I'm sure you're going to love them. <laughs>